Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Small's Talk, a show about the happenings at Mr. Small's Theater, Funhouse, Cafe, and beyond. Today we are happy to have Pittsburgh Power Pop Band Los Vampiros Amarejos in the studio to share some new music and stories with us, and we'll take a trip down to Attic Records right here in Millville to see how this year's record store day went. But first, let's take a look at the next two weeks of events here at Mr. Small's. Friday, April 26th, Opus One and Baseburg Pittsburgh present Parisian electronic duo Dirty Phonics in the theater with Moonboy and Baseburg Beatdown. In the Fun House on April 26th, we will be celebrating the release of Los Vampiros Amarillo's new album, Man the Manipulator, with Lo-Fi Delphi and the Beagle Brothers. Free download of the album upon entry. Also on April 26th, we are excited to announce that we are teaming up with the Pittsburgh Downtown Partnership for a second time to provide music for the night market. We are launching on the 26th for the Cultural Trust Gallery Crawl, and we will be providing music from the Pizza Cafe songwriters Jimbo Jackson, Isaac Mers, and Alexis Marie Thompson. Stop by before one of the shows. And on Saturday, April 27th, Opus 1 and 91.3 WIEP present Eels with Inspector Cluzo in the theater. In the Fun House on April 27th, Twist of Fate Productions, The Crucible Project, and Mr. Small presents Reign of Z, Mirrors and Memoirs CD release show with Winter's Descent, Arcane Haven, and Oceans to Ash. The show is sold out, but The Crucible Project is running a contest on their Facebook page for last two tickets. If you want to head over there, you might have a chance to get them. Next week, Monday, April 29th, Opus One and Iron City Rocks presents Andy Black with The Fame and Kulig in the Mr. Smalls Theater. Every pair of tickets for this show includes a CD copy of Andy Black's new album. Following that show, Tuesday, April 30th, Opus One and 91.3 WYEP present Sunvolt with Ian No in the Mr. Smalls Theater. In the Fun House on April 30th, Mr. Small presents Atsuko Chiba touring in support of their new album Trace with special guests Kai Boss and Anton Ego. On Wednesday, May 1st, Opus One and 91.3 WYEP present Rhett Miller of the Old 97 performing acoustic with special guest Anthony Kubel in the Fun House. Thursday, May 2nd, Mr. Small presents We Are the Weirdos, live stories told by women in the Fun House. This is a live, open-mic-style storytelling series focused on giving women-identifying humans a platform to speak about their experiences. This is an awesome event, the third time we hosted at the Fun House. I'm really excited for it to be here again. Friday, May 3rd, Mr. Smalls presents the Electro Belly Show and Dance Party in the Fun House featuring the Electro Belly Dance Troupe, Electric Mirage Belly Dance, Beatboxing by Villain, and break dance by B-Boys Greg and DJ K. Don't miss that, folks. Saturday, May 4th, may the 4th be with us all. We have a very special event, a Jeremy Kaywood special. Jeremy Kaywood is a longtime member of the Mr. Smalls family as well as the local Pittsburgh music community, and we're going to be celebrating his 30th birthday with performances from Dixie Duncan, Keith Kenny, Kelly Zulo, Alexis M. Thompson, Zach Weiss, and more. Saturday, May 4th, and Sunday, May 5th, Mr. Small presents the Bach Choir of Pittsburgh performing music with the Beatles. Uh, this is going to be a great event. If you remember last year, we had the Mendelssohn Choir in the theater performing the music of Bob Dylan. It's really amazing to hear these classic rock songs before in a brand new context. Definitely recommend going. Sunday, May 5th, Mr. Small presents No Wave Legends, the Flying Lutenbachers, with Bear Skull and Night Vapor in the Funhouse. The band just released their first new music in 11 years and are out on tour for the first time since disbanding in 2007. Tuesday, May 7th, and Wednesday, May 8th, 
Opus One and 91.3 WYEP present Two Nights of the Mountain Goats with special guest Shanna Cleveland. I hear they're playing two different sets both nights, so maybe think about getting uh, tickets to both folks. It'll be an awesome doubleheader. And Wednesday, May 8th, Mr. Smalls presents Big Atlantic and Horace Mays in the Fun House. So that covers the next two weeks of shows. As always, Acoustic Cafe Open Mic happens every Monday in the Fun House at Mr. Smalls. Sign-ups start at 6 p.m., music starts at 7 p.m. And Mr. Smalls Cafe is open every day of a theater show, 2 to 7 p.m., and first and third Sundays of the month for Cafe Sunday Fun Day. And remember, if you want to keep uh, away from the online fees, visit us at our box office Monday through Friday, noon to 5 at 415 Evergreen Ave. Fred Bond, we're at the Attic Record Store at 513 Grant Avenue in Millville, right outside of downtown Pittsburgh. We buy, sell, and trade new and used records and CDs, all years, all types. We opened in 1980, and we were at another location about a mile up the street for a couple months whenever we first opened. But since that, you know, in the same year, 1980, we moved down here and started with one storefront, and then over the years, we've expanded into four storefronts. done record store day since the first we've always carried a lot of product uh, before they changed the rules we used to do midnight sales we opened at midnight on record store day but now we're we're not allowed to do that anymore all the stores have to open at 8 a.m. people start lining up the day before yep yeah by the time we open there's usually a couple hundred people in line Over the years, it's gotten bigger and bigger. Of course, there's a lot of people that you only see that day, but then there's people that are come all the time and they still show up. So you get a wide diversity of people, but it's it's good advertisement for the store because it gets people in the store that haven't been here before. one of them things where you have to ask why you do it, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> I've been coming to this for like eight years or so now. Okay. Is there um, any reason why you do it every year? Uh, to get these great records you can't get anywhere else other than eBay and then they're going to cost three or four times as much to support the local record store. Yeah, because it's Freddie and the guys that run the Atticers really good people and you feel better about supporting them than some of the others which is kind of jaded but <laughs> can't lie can't can't fib on that one all in all record store day isn't a huge profit maker for us but it's a fun day we spend a lot of money most of our customers get what they want and usually everybody's happy and it's a good time for everybody
You're watching Smalls Talk. My name is Ricky Pettycord, and today I'm here with Jesse, Kevin, and Ben. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Hey of Los Vampiros Amarillos. Is that correct? Los Vampiros Amarillos. Okay. Cool. Uh, but yeah. That's, yes. That's All right. Yeah. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. Yeah. Great. Good. Cool. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is our inaugural episode of Smalls Talk. It's a uh, awesome. podcast, kind of hey. live video thing we're doing. So yeah. glad to have you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Sweet. So if you could give the viewers and listeners a little rundown of what each of you contribute to the band, sure. Who you are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm guitar, vocals, drums, and backing vocals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can do bass, guitar, and one word, actually. <laughs> on, on this on this show. But yeah. So you've been described as blending power pop with garage and pop music, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. What are some of your influences on the upcoming album? Kind of what tied that all together? Yeah. Uh, the Cody. That was a huge thing to do this album. Um, guided by voices. Guided by voices. Yeah. Jesse and Kevin were my <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not joking. That's, oh, really, that's, that's, that's nice. really how my big bunch is. I'm not supposed to call it. I'm completely serious because I can't, cool. I can't identify a specific band that influenced yeah. me on this album besides you guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, thank you. Well, we stole from uh, other bands, so you should probably. Get that. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Posies. Yeah, we we yeah. Um, we were lucky enough to play a gig with them. Uh, we opened for them uh, on their tour last year. I had been listening to them so much that that kind of that that production of their albums kind of I think led in. Sweet. So it's my understanding you used to be called the Me Too, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. this is your first show, first album under the yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. First, yeah. yeah. So how did that come about? What was the recent change? I mean, so we had been a band under the Me Too, uh, 2008, but then like, you know, during the whole Me Too uh, era, it just wasn't fitting anymore. Right. Well, in fact, yeah, that show we played with the Posies. Was the last show that we played at the Me Too? No, no, well, we played through the summer, but what happened was Ken Stringfellow, I was, this was a club cafe, and I was kind of standing left of the stage, and and Ken was thanking Opus One, and and thank, he's like, I'd like to thank the V2s, and he and I kind of made eye contact, and he gave a knowing smile and said, the most politically correct name band in the world, and, that, and later in the show, I told Jesse, I'm like, we might want to consider yeah, a change yeah. in the future. It yeah, it wasn't, was, a, it wasn't a purpose. Yeah. I right. mean, it just made sense. Yeah. Especially if you were going to be recording the album, it made sense for National X too, I think we were a bit concerned if someone was coming in from out of town yeah, yeah. and they just saw the Me Too yeah. and three guys. Because <laughs> when we told people local why we changed the name, we got two reactions. One was, well, yeah, of course, and then most of our friends who are in local bands were like, oh my god, we never even thought of that. But it's like, well, because you know us, we're not dicks. Like, right. we're not, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. we're not, and a lot of, by the way, like, artistically, what we've been doing with the new album it's just kind of nice to have a clean palette because it's, yeah. it's a different style of music. And I think too that uh, the Me Too had seven drummers in total. Yeah. And, <laughs> I'm the seventh drummer of the band. And I feel Somehow. like and I feel like we really solidified our sound with, with Kevin and uh, changing the band name really uh, allowed us to have that clean place yeah. you guys Absolutely. said. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that allowed us to really, yeah. really come around. Yeah. So. Awesome. Where did the name come from? It's the name of a band that my father-in-law was in in the mid-60s in Mexico. Um, 
my uh, my my wife's from Mexico, and my father-in-law. You know, like any teenager growing up in the '60s, he was in love with the Beatles, the Stones, the Who, the Kinks, the Animals. The only problem with being a fan of those bands uh, growing up as a teenager in Mexico City is that they didn't often play Latin America. You know, the Stones might have come through Mexico City, but like in the '70s, they didn't play them. So it was very popular um, around that time for each neighborhood to kind of have their band. So like your Pittsburgh equivalent would be like Millville would have their rock band, their band that would play the Tamala Motown hits of the day and stuff like that. And those were the bands that would play dance halls, the parties and everything. And they were just playing like top 40 hits. But you can imagine in 65, like the top 40 hits are like classic songs. So he was a guitar player and a singer called, um, who's going to pronounce this? I always do, El Vampiro Naranga, which is the orange, the orange vampire. Fast forward years later, and my wife is telling me this story, and she misremembered the name. She's like, I think it's Los Vampiros Amarillos. And I was like, the yellow vampire. She's like, yeah. I'm like, that's, yeah, that. That's a, <laughs> that's a killer. Well, yeah, no. The re in reality, I was like, what does that mean? And she told me. I was like, that's a killer band name. And it yeah. just was... It was and something... then he brought it up as, like, maybe doing a side project. Yeah, we name? considered like, that. years prior. Well, it just never happened. And then cut to when we decided to change the name, I said, well, how about this? And it was like, it literally... I came up with two or three that were not great. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, we can almost get away with anything artistically. Right. And, and we were writing such a different style of music from when I joined the Me Too's in 2014. Yes. So yeah, it came from my father-in-law playing in a cover band in the mid-60s in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. awesome. It's a great yeah. name. Yeah. 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 Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it looks cool on a t-shirt. Yeah. He's coming, <laughs> in fact, he's coming to the show oh, nice. for the album release. That's awesome. He's like, save me a t-shirt. So he'll <laughs> be there. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. the, the guy who thought of the name will yeah, be yeah. at the show in, in, in oh, his Los Vampiros Amarillos t-shirt. Cool. How did you come together to form the band? Uh, you said you joined in 2014. Yeah, so, so Ben and I... Um, Met on Craigslist. Craigslist, yeah. Craigslist. Yeah. I, need, I need a bass player uh, at Betty mm Hampton. -hmm. And he came over and I think he played in my garage. Mm -hmm. and no, no, it was... It was like a basement? It was a... Uh, we were in the mountain. Your wife's garage. Or it was our grandma's house. We were yeah, living near grandma's, grandma's house at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, he came over and I was like, yeah, that works. And um, then we had, you know, a cycle of drummers. Um, and then Spinal tap one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the drummer that we had for like an extended period of time, he moved to Greece. And then so we were drummerless for a minute. And then we picked up Kevin. One of my wife's friend's friends somehow knew Kevin and gave me a cell phone number and I just texted him, hey, you wanna I heard you were a drummer, you wanna be in a band? And I got like text message back like 15 minutes later. Uh sure, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> <That's great. laughs> so after the formation, you know, what was your experience starting out with this sure. project? Yeah, I mean, we've played. We've all been in bands before this, but. Yeah, I mean, I was in bands in high school, and then I was in a couple bands in Pittsburgh before we started this. I mean, this is. I, this iteration was 2014, but then I've been together. 2008. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was in one band in college, the Lost Values. Yeah, we wrote a song. Yeah, and. I was, I, was never, I was never really in bands that much. I mean, like, I mean, I, I, I'm playing drums uh, off and on, and then I started playing a lot, like, 
Oakland this is 2019, so like 15 years ago, and uh, I lived in Oakland at the time, and a buddy of mine came home, and he's like, you're getting good at drums, and so-and-so needs a drummer, so you're going to be a drummer. Okay. Okay, great, And then cool. like, then for the next X amount of years, I was in a series of bands that, you know, you play like two gigs at Garfield Altworks, and then someone would show up for practice, and that was yeah. it, you know. <laughs> and, then I, and then like for a while, I was playing in a, a pretty good band, and then that folded, and I was actually in the previous version of Steel-S, right around the same mm -hmm. time you guys... Uh, message me. So I was playing drums in both bands for a while. Do you have any advice for new groups starting out that are trying to cut their teeth in the city now? It's really odd we hear that story like bands don't talk to each other at gigs and they're like playing the same show but they kind of yeah. like keep to them and that's... Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense especially in, in a city that we're like most of us <laughs> are just professional weekend warriors really. Yeah. Like, we all have proper jobs but you know we're a good band and we want to play with other good bands and so it's kind of fun it's like a weird non-pressure situation if you see a band you like go talk to them yeah a lot of great bands have been yeah playing. like this month has been insane with how many great shows have been playing so a show you should go see is april 26th your release show in the yeah. funhouse at the so funhouse yeah. i'm assuming Definitely you guys are excited yeah you know, it's, it's like great. we were talking it's been a long time coming for this album yeah what, mm -hmm. a year and a half ago you started um, solid year like we we took a break right as my son was born because he he actually showed up the day that we were yeah, supposed so to release we, a new single. We and, recorded a, yeah. whole, a whole album in 2017, and then we 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 recorded a, um, we did a seven inch split single release with a band called The Spectres, mm -hmm. um, and then on the release show, that's when his son was born, yeah. so we ended up not, you know, we didn't even play that show. Right, obviously. yeah. <laughs> um, but, but at that point, the songs were like pretty well written, um, probably a year and a half ago. And then restructured over the last mm. like eight months. It was like three or four months after he was born, we started like seriously thinking yeah. about Yeah, because mm -hmm. I popped in his house and played mm. him some of the songs that I had been working on. and Just to work out backing yeah. vocals and such. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And, then I, yeah, and then I demoed them and then I put them all together. Mm -hmm. So and you those, self recorded yeah, the record. Most, cool. most of the songs get reworked in the studio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's fun. So what made you decide to have your release party in the Funhouse? It's a great band. It's a great, yeah, it's a great yeah. It's a yeah. <laughs> I've seen a bunch of good shows there, and we've played there, and it's just like, it's the Funhouse, it's, you know, and I'm, I'm biased because Denny's an amazing yeah. sound guy. It and sounds great there, it's, it, looks, it looks really good. The atmosphere is awesome because it can cater to, like, super live, super loud shows or, like, really intimate acoustic shows. And Definitely. And yeah, I mean, it's just a great, it's a great room to play, and mm -hmm. it's a great venue to play. And, yeah. And we wanted to, you know, like, kind of make it a, an event, as it were. Awesome. Really yeah, I'm glad, we're glad to have you guys. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Uh, so today you're playing some songs for us. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I Don't Mind, Injury is Likely, and Hey Man. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about them. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, <laughs> if you want yeah, to. Yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I Don't Mind is sort of a... Um, it's like sort of a love song, but um, also a little bit not. <laughs> I think I don't mind uh, signifies our, our new sound the most. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think uh, great hooks. And, yeah, 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 I think it's something that we've never done before in, in terms of the routines we've never done before in that arrangement. Mm-hmm. 
It's also about it's also about me uh, getting my finger crushed at a guided by voices game, <laughs> and, and which I was happy to do because it was such a good show. But and yeah, me, and me teasing him about uh, it. Yeah, because we had a, a very important rehearsal about a week later, and I literally could not close my hand around a stick because this finger was just shot. So we had to take a week off while I healed up. But uh, but it was well worth it because I got to meet all the guys in guided by voices for the like third or fourth time. I, I'm a huge. I've seen them like ten times. But but yeah, it. It screwed us in the end because I missed a rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> Showing it, you're fine. And we were perfectly Hey, man, fine. that pit is fun, but it, it gets rough in there. Yeah.
hanging out with people that you might be a little bit bored with, but being okay with it. One, two, three, four! next what's the next move for the band there's a band called the 4019s that are coming in from california i think or something i think they're so they're they were all from here i think and, and then they california. moved to california um so we're gonna do we have that show coming up at club cafe may 24 may 24 and if we're yeah. wrong we're sorry but yeah yeah there's, that's gonna be a really cool show that's a really great um, that's gonna be a really good show and then we're taking june kind of off because we have a bunch of you know, traveling and such and then we don't know. We'll see yeah. if if we play Deutschtown, we'll play Deutschtown. And then in August and September, we have some August, September, and October. We have gigs planned. They're all still kind of being sussed out, but yeah. it, it's with a lot of really great bands and a couple bands that we've been really longing to play shows with for a while. Well, I think that just about covers it. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, yeah. I'm excited to hear this yeah. new set on yeah, the 26th. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for having us, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.